Welcome to the podcast of ITFA 2018. My name is Orwan Arabiya. I'm ITFA's artistic director. In this podcast, we're presenting a selection of recordings from the year's industry sessions and talk talks. In this episode, you are going to listen to the talk talk with filmmaker Wang Bing after the screening of his monumental film, Dead Souls. This talk was moderated by Ian Yang and was recorded on November 22nd, 2018. Hello, uh, good evening. Hello, I've seen familiar faces. Uh, my name is Ian Yang. I'm going to uh, have a talk with uh, our director, Wambing. And I was actually thinking how I should start um, because uh, I know the last 10 minutes, uh, especially it's very heavy, let's say, and uh, uh, I was also sitting in and I I tried to, because I know I need to do this talk, so I took off my glasses actually, trying not to really focus. Um, so I was also thinking um, maybe uh, we should take a breath, not to start um, a deep breath, like a meditation or uh, I was thinking should I start kind of a yoga session just to have a break um, for us but anyway uh, thank you very much to stay and this is uh, 2018 we are in Amsterdam and this is a reality and we have uh, the great director with us Mr. Wang Bing let's uh, welcome here uh, with us to the stage Please uh, take a seat, Lin Qingzhou. So, um, also very, very at the very beginning, I'd like to ask uh, how many people stayed actually for the whole nine hours, eight hours time? Wow, many. Thank you very much. Thank you. We start from one o'clock. Um, now it's almost uh, 11 o'clock, so 10.30, uh, with a break, of course. Um, so, um, uh, we have 30 minutes time, and if I may, I'd like to uh, introduce a little bit about uh, Wang Bing and the uh, background of this film, and uh, with a few questions, and then, of course, I'd like to open the floor to the audience. Um, so, uh, Wang Bing is uh, from China, so since the beginning 2000, he has been making uh, his own signature uh, documentary films and in China and since 2013 started with the first uh, also very long nine hour uh, lens documentary uh, called Tie Xi Chu, West of the Tracks and uh, that film brought him uh, let's say international, international attention um, and also uh, audiences from the West Europe uh, start to know about his work and uh, after all these years until now he is one of the most in prominent uh, figure in documentary making in contemporary world um, and um, so after uh, Chu, the worst of the tracks and actually uh, Mr. Wang Wangbing he has um, a long-term fascinating let's say uh, about this topic and and started all started from a book that i could uh, i understood and uh, um 
So he had already made two films, one documentary and one and only feature film of his. Uh, that was in 2010. The documentary was made in uh, 2007. Uh, it's called a Chinese memoir. So it's, it was actually uh, the same, let's say, same uh, topic, subject. And he interviewed a major um, female survivor of the anti uh, of the Jabiengo, especially uh, camp from the nineteen sixty sixty one, and um, and then two thousand ten, also out of the same subject, he made a feature film called The Ditch. Um, so this is the let's say the third try. Uh, tryouts of or touch of this um, this subject, this uh, hidden history, let's say, untalked history in China. So, um, uh, yeah, maybe uh, we just start with this question, like how uh, Mr. Wang, Wang Bing, his, um, he got into uh, what drags in uh, all of uh, all these years. So uh, more than 10 years time on this topic. Uh, okay. So um, I'm also going to translate. Um, so in 2004, uh, before I hop on a plane to uh, Kang, uh, I got a book, and that was uh, this book uh, written by uh, a Chinese writer, uh, Yang Xianhui. Uh, it's about uh, stories of its stories of uh, Jiabiengou. So uh, actually, when I go to Paris, I uh, made a phone call to the author, uh, Yang Xianhui, and I told that I would like to buy a copyright of this uh, story. And since then, I have been uh, preparing, actually, to uh, to make a feature film. And But uh, the preparation wasn't very smooth, and uh, gradually, I feel like I'd like to see or uh, know more about um, which I've been going more about the, the stories and uh, the real uh, uh, information, the real experience of people. So, uh, yeah, gradually um, come into the stage um, of uh, uh, going really to look for uh, survivors, survivors uh, since 2005 and to uh, to make all the, uh, the uh, images, let's say. Uh, so at the very beginning, I it was ideas uh, was to make a, a feature film, but uh, uh, yeah, gradually when I got, uh, got into the subject and uh, from until two thousand eight, uh, I already um, made more well, uh, made a acquainted with more um, survivors, let's say, and made uh, uh, more and more. Uh, interviews gradually I changed the idea and uh, to turn a uh, feature film also let's say towards uh, documentary filmmaking so uh, by end of 2008 I made uh, the doc uh, the feature film sorry the ditch uh, was finished so um, the idea was also uh, try to respect the uh, original story of that book um, uh, try also, is show respect to the author, and but uh, uh, yeah, so that, that was until uh, two thousand eight. Uh, but uh, gradually, uh, 
because I, I had so many materials and materials more, way more than uh, what we could read from the book. So um, uh, I gradually well, wanted to still like do something with these materials, but only until 2014, gradually, I feel uh, that's a time for me to continue documentary making. And uh, since then, I started to work with uh, produ producers and until today to form this film so uh yeah so um that's this uh, documentary we finished uh, this year and it was uh, actually this is what i had so this is this film was uh, premiered in Cannes uh, this year and but uh, i well i'm now speaking as him so i feel like uh there are still uh, many things to do uh it's not a totally finished project. Um, yeah. No, I'm not translated actually. This. So he was saying the final sentence, like in this documentary, he hasn't even uh, dipped into the Jabian Go actually. It's still like uh, in the other area. So it's, this documentary is still unfinished. That's what he said at the end. So it's, um, yeah, Mingshui and Jiabiong, they are actually two uh, different places. He have, hasn't uh, been able to, or no one has been able to enter Jiabiong, the original site, until today. As Chinese, um, I think Chinese audience would have really direct um, link, uh, individual experience, let's say, because uh, even like when I, for example, I grew up in China and when I watched this film, and uh, I really thought about my grandparents. And like when I was young, I also uh, listened to many stories from uh, their narratives um, and about also cultural re uh, revolution about the beginning of the 60s, the, the great famine, let's say, across China. And so that's a very uh, direct um experience, uh, film viewing uh, experience. But uh, um, my question was, uh, so how, uh, how, how much uh, difference or how is the uh, reception of uh, his filmmaking inside China comparing to abroad, outside of China? So for me, the first thing I need to do is make a good film. And in today's China, we always say China is so complicated in all kinds of ways, all kinds of all aspects. So um, for the current circumstance, it's still difficult to um, show this film in China. In the old times with these analog cameras, it's very difficult to make this kind of film. But now with the digital technology, it's actually easier. So I want to make full use of the digital to realize this kind of connection or between film and literature. So in old times, Text is always very free. You have the freedom to create what you want to express. But with film as media form, it's actually uh, more limited. So it's, uh, I think this is the charm of film, that when you can have the power to, um, to, reach, to use film, to make film reach to the, um, how to translate that part, like, to reach this power that can be achieved by text in the old times. That's for me is very interesting. So in this documentary, I want to use a very simple uh, film language and very simple framework to uh, to frame this very complicated story. Like, like, 
Yeah, uh, my question is um, considering this um, nowadays in China, because also like uh, all of the world, uh, the limits of attention uh, gets really, or attention gets really uh, limited. And with all uh, mobile app, for example, you, uh, in China, you have all those kind of uh, short uh, video. Uh, applications and Snapchat, for example, we uh, something we uh, familiar with, and his filmmaking is uh, going to the counter side on the other opposite side. So uh, also related to uh, this tendency in Chinese society to be uh, very much focused on uh, material life and. Uh, uh, yeah, so so this kind of counter. Uh, counter, uh, how to say, uh, force and how he could uh, uh, reflect with his own uh, filmmaking nowadays uh, towards the situation in China. Uh, I think every area is actually the same. Um, there used to be 8mm video camera and then 12mm video camera. But for directors, um, this experience is the same. Um, where in today's life, digital um, has been digital tools has been widely used. But for film director, film is film. Um, so with whatever tool you use, but the the power. Yeah, but for film, this digital um, trend has nothing to do with film itself. The most important thing is the creation, the creativity. Uh, okay, so if I may ask the last question, so um, then I open up questions to the floor. Uh, so my question is, so um, there are many reviews, uh, also, yeah, many people talk about Wang Bing then uh, says that he is very radical because he make, uh, he reveals dark history, uh, history that the Chinese government, for example, uh, wouldn't want to be known by outside world. Uh, so I would just ask him uh, if he agrees with this kind of opinions. I'm not interested in this kind of uh, comments at all. Um, what kind of person I am doesn't need to be judged by others. So, uh, yeah, so I asked a bit further that because, um, of course, people uh, could see our creativity from the film also. Uh, would ask uh, what's the purpose, why he chose to um, deal with such difficult subjects, and uh, yeah, so how, let's see how he would react. So I did lots of work with uh, during the editing by choosing the narrative. So first of all, I need to make every one sentence very, has a very clear structure. So the narrative in the film, all those uh, interviewees, uh, mostly very coherent, but also very concise. So the key is to make these narratives very, to tell a good stories have through these narratives, I have to make this um, their own, their self um, narrative, these interviews to be very concise. And for me, that's very important. I uh, counted every, for every uh, survivor, their, uh, all the words they have said may be 5,000 words. For a writer, maybe he, he or she needs uh, 15,000. So it's very important to think about the relationship between words and film. So uh, with the words, you can have the freedom to express. But for me, I think I also did it to, 
to uh, to re to achieve this freedom through film. I think it's uh, not very good to categorize this film as a political film, although it is. There is part of the politics uh, included, but it's not just politics. What are um, what are the importance for contemporary China of this film? I think it doesn't matter. For me, it's uh, about history, about the truth of history, about the reality of history. So we have uh, two questions. Time for two questions. <laughs> really sorry, five minutes left. <laughs> Uh, sorry, five questions. Yeah, sorry. Okay, um, I I saw the first hands coming from back from the back side. Thank you so much, Wang Bing. Make the very brief and valuable uh, film for our history, our time. I have one question about because I really curious about the how young generation react to the historical disasters, but in your film, I didn't see this aspect. How do how do you consider this? Uh, the question is so uh, how do uh, Younger generation react on historical disasters. This, I don't know. Uh, you have to ask them. Why you avoid to interview younger generation about this history? Uh, you the question is, uh, if I may repeat, why do you avoid uh, interviewing younger generation uh, to talk about history? So, uh, mm -hmm. I think the very first thing we need to know what happened there. Only survivors can tell us what happened, and through their narratives, we get we get a chance to know who died, how they died, where they died. Uh, when we are facing the history, we um, have to figure out. Uh, we we at least have to be very rational, especially for film directors. We need to to show what happened very clearly in much detail. In terms of the feedback for, of the others, I think it's their own business, uh, especially for those who have never been through this history. I, uh, I really don't know. Please, uh, this lady in the middle. Yeah. Um, thank you for your film. Um, were there any survivors who refused to speak with you? And if so, um, if so, was it uh, primarily due to fear of government uh, repercussion? The question is, was there any uh, survivors refused to be interviewed? And was there any inference, uh, uh, interference from the government? Uh, about five or six um, people refused to be interviewed. I totally understand why. The reason for me to uh, start working on this film until 2014 uh, is also because I want to take it slowly. Now about 80% of these people have uh, passed away. I tried my best to not affect others. Do we still have time for more questions? Uh, okay, yes, please. 
Yes, uh, thank, you. thank you for your uh, long film. Uh, I also saw uh, your film uh, was uh, uh, what on ITFA a few years ago about trains, uh, trains and uh, steel factories, etc. It's a very, uh, even longer than this one. Do you think uh, uh, it's also possible to make a shorter film <laughs> with the same impact as this one or the last one? So this audience have seen your previous films also at ITFA, and his question is, is it possible to make uh, films shorter and uh, uh, which would have the same effect? I think film has, um, it doesn't matter to be long or short. I also made lots of short films, like 80 minutes or 90 minutes. Uh, it's not a question at all. If you, if you don't like uh, it to be too long, then uh, you don't need to, uh, you don't have to watch it. Uh, I would never think about whether my audience would like it or not. I would also, I would only think uh, about, as a film director, how should I approach this film? You know, as a film director, I'm, uh, I'm just one person, but I have to face numerous audience. So for me, I, uh, I really don't think it's necessary to think about how they think. I need to, to do what I want. So film has to have its own dignity, um, and also for film directors. Okay, sorry, I cannot really see, but there's uh, more questions. Yes, um, please, so three more questions. Okay, so uh, we have the hands on the back. Yes, please. Many thanks for registering all these fates of these of these people. I'm wondering why didn't you include any pictures? film material, how these camps looked like in 1958 till 1961. You included some original letters, but only pictures of how the sites look now, or looked five years ago, but not in, in the 50s and 60s. Because we know pictures from the concentration camps and uh, when they were uh, released. So why aren't there any pictures from the 58 to 61, how the question is, um, why didn't you include pictures uh, from exactly from 1958 to 1961, uh, these years uh, in the film? Uh, it's very simple. There is no picture. All the archives, there is no archive. The only picture, the only photo I have is this, I showed in the film, this, uh, this uh, portrait of this carter who used to manage these camps. That's his personal um, photo. We don't have anything to, uh, to look into in the official archive or records. I can simply say there is no record. There is no place to check for any information. Thank you for uh, for uh, for a very impressive day. It was <laughs> really <laughs> we were really immersed into the the stories of the survivors and their what they witnessed. 
I wonder, now that you sort of documented what happened there, will you maybe continue your work in why it happened and who is responsible? Would you, uh, the question is, would you continue to dig into the reason uh, behind the story and uh, who to who should be responsible? There is nobody to um, take the responsibility anymore. I think what we can do is to make what happened to be clear because information is always controlled or even erased. So what we can do is we try our best to find um, the elements of truth which we can find. Okay. Thank you very much for staying this late. And thanks again, uh, Mr. Wang Bing, for this great film. Good evening. Thank you for listening. Please check out other podcast episodes and video recordings of other talks and events of ITFA at itfa.nl and subscribe to the podcast to stay up to date.